When it comes to animals, a goldfish is your starter pack pet. It's the pet your parents get you to show you up about that dog for another six months. It's also the pet you get to take home for a weekend in primary school. The same pet your parents uh, inevitably had to replace when you dropped him on the carpet. I'm not speaking from experience. Yes, I am. They're popular because, along with sea monkeys, they're cheap, they're easy to look after, and they won't shit on the floor. Disgusting! But despite their legacy of being an easygoing pet, their reputation has been marred by one common question. At the top of the news tonight, special news bulletin. Well, it's a question that has long plagued mankind. Now, the question that's on everyone's mind. People want to know. The truth out there. You can't handle the truth! Do goldfish really have a three-second memory? What? What? Hello, I am Frooms, and this is Where Are All the Baby Pigeons? A podcast about life's everyday mysteries. Today's mystery is, could goldfish really just have a three-second memory? To show you just how short three seconds is, I'm going to play you the discourse then clip, but the discourse then is going to go for three seconds, all right? Are you ready? Here's it when it's not slowed down. Disgusting! And here's discourse then at a pace of three seconds. Disgusting! Mmm, that's a long, short discourse then. <laughs> Back to the goldfish, it would make sense if they really do just have a three-second memory. Their entire domesticated existence revolves around swimming in a round bowl you'd almost hope that they are blissfully unaware. Or has this theory come about just as a way to negate any guilt we humans feel for confining them to a bowl full of coloured pebbles and a piss-weak strand of artificial seaweed? There was only one way to find out, and that was to become a goldfish. Not really. Uh, I also considered maybe having a Freaky Friday situation where I uh, switch bodies with a goldfish, but apparently we don't have enough time for that. So instead... We will be talking to some experts, and first up we have Cullum Brown. Cullum is a professor at Macquarie University and a behavioural ecologist with a special interest in fish cognition. He's very well known uh, in the fish circles, otherwise known as the schools. (laughs) Did that land? Apparently it landed. All right, let's let's have a chat. So have you heard about the theory of a goldfish having a three second memory? Yes, the theory of uh, fishes and particularly goldfish having a three-second memory has been around, well, certainly for as long as I can recall. And I have travelled the world studying fishes, all sorts of different fishes in different countries, and every country has the same kind of fairy tale. It varies slightly from, you know, two seconds to ten seconds, but it's pretty consistent everywhere in the world. Where do you think this theory came from? I've thought about where the theory comes from for many years, and it's not really obvious. I suspect it's it's just a complete lack of empathy and understanding by the vast majority of people who keep fishes. The cynic in me thinks that perhaps we, we use that as an excuse to keep goldfish in particular in tiny little bowls. It makes us feel good about it, whereas it's you know it probably says a lot more about our own attitudes and what's really going on inside a fish's mind. And are we ever going to know? Well, we already know. We've known for a really long time, (laughs) a really (laughs) long time. And what's that? Well, let me tell you, to start with, people have been studying learning and memory in fishes for 
more than 50 years. And people may be shocked to discover that, in fact, goldfish have been used as a model in many of those. Of course, there's about 36,000 or more species of fish in the world. But the goldfish is a classic subject in science experiments because they're, they're very hardy. Everybody knows what they are. Um, I mean, goldfish are just you know, the stereotypical fish, I would I think it's like the, the basic bitch the, fish. The, yeah, the go-to. <laughs> <laughs> but um, look, we've been studying learning and memory in, in goldfish for a really long time, so we have a very good understanding of their learning capabilities. So one of the very first experiments I did as a, an honours student was teach fishes to swim through a net, and they learnt that in about five exposures. There was a little escape route in the net that they had to find, and they remembered that for a year. So I tested them again oh. a year later and... They remember the escape route. This is a bit of a sidetrack, but I used to have frogs growing up. And then one day I sat in front of the tank for hours, just opening and closing my mouth really wide again and again and again. And then they started, they were looking at me and then they started copying me, opening their mouths really wide to the point where their eyes disappeared, like they were opening it so wide. Is it possible that I taught them how to do that? That's basically an example of social learning. So social learning occurs when any animal, including people, learn to do something new by observing or interacting with other individuals. And that happens both within species and across species. So it's definitely possible. And people use those kind of things to train animals all the time, using body language and sign language and signs and symbols and noises to get animals to do what they want them to do. And I've also trained fish to respond to bubbles and lights and music and all sorts of things. So fishes can learn all sorts of things uh, and pretty much anything, anything, anything. Anything? 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 So you're telling me I can teach my goldfish to flush itself down the toilet? That's not a funny joke. Well... One guy that did have a lot of time to spend with a fish is Rory Stokes. Back in 2008, when Rory was just 15, he completed a one-man Mythbusters on whether or not goldfish actually have a three-second memory. And even though Cullum basically just did give us the answer, I still wanted to talk to a guy who dedicated weeks of his life to looking at his goldfish. Could you kind of explain for us, explain like I'm five, how you conducted the experiment? Yeah, sure. So the basic hypothesis that I set out with was that if I consistently use uh, what I called a beacon, it was just a, a collection of Lego bricks stuck together. If I consistently drop that in the tank and feed them next to it and time how long it takes for each of the goldfish to come up and eat, that I should be able to see an improvement in that time as they get used to and learn the fact that that little red brick dropping into their tank means they're going to get fed and that's where they're going to get fed. Interestingly, a few weeks in, I had to change my methodology entirely because the time started being negative. They would react and come up and wait for the food oh. when I dropped it in their tank. So then I started seeing how quickly they would they would respond to just the the brick alone, and that was it was instant. Like they they 100% knew that little red brick meant that was where in the tank they were about to get food. And there were some really interesting little tests I managed to do at the end of it. For example, I built exactly the same shape out of blue bricks and they were terrified of it. Oh. The first few times they didn't react at all to how it, when it was dropped into their tank. And after about a week, a week and a half, it was exactly the same as the initial red brick. 
So not only could they recognize the difference in color, they then could pretty quickly get over that difference and make the connection that this is a similar stimulus. Was it surprising to you that fish could see different colors or not really? <laughs> yeah, that, that took me completely, that was probably the most unexpected thing about the experiment to me at the time. And I was, I was very excited about it in my report, but unfortunately it doesn't get quite as good press coverage that goldfish can see blue. Yeah. <laughs> I gave them a, a week or a two week break, I think it was during the experiment. And they remembered perfectly well over that time. And then after it was all done, just out of interest, about six months later, I dropped it in again and they still came up and expected to be fed. And then six months after that, they didn't. It was all all gone, which I, I, that's kind of a positive result because it shows not only were they remembering it, but it's not like it's uh, instinctive and trained into them at that point. They were able to forget somewhere between six months and a year after. Right. So it's kind of like me learning one fact. If I'm not training myself to do it every day, then you do eventually forget something. Yeah. And obviously I'm... Uh, not, a, not an expert on, on memory or neuroscience or anything like that. And there's a lot of different forms of memory in terms of short-term or long-term or, or working memory. But I think it, it paints a pretty clear picture that, that there was that six-month point where they still could recall and react. After the experiment, did you have like an extra fondness for goldfish or was the experiment just kind of like confirming something that you knew to be true? Probably, probably the latter. It was probably something that I, I knew to be true. There was a bit of an angle for it uh, for me. I've always been interested in like um, animal rights and cruelty and stuff. So, so part of the angle of it for me was the myth is something we use to justify keeping fish in little tiny bowls. But if they can learn something of that complexity and remember it for for months, perhaps it's worth keeping them in a in a bit of a bigger tank with a bit more interesting going on. Learning all of this, I have come to a conclusion. I think being a goldfish would be amazing. They live a seriously good life. They get to swim all day. They get free food. They don't have to worry about replying to emails. Goldfish have acquired true freedom. They represent everything we aspire to. They live carefree, without interruption, just vibing. Sure, they may never stop swimming, but we never stop going. We're all on a treadmill and theirs just happens to be aquatic and if the shape of water is anything to go by, they are also partial to a good route. I can relate. So that's that. I'm off to manifest my next incarnation and you can call me Swimmy. I'm Frooms and this has been Where Are All The Baby Pigeons? If you're finding this podcast even remotely enjoyable, please appease my Nova overlords by chucking me a rating on Apple Podcasts. And you can go one better um, and give us a review. Just tell us in it what your favourite sea creature is. I like turtles. Mine is... What's mine? Maybe a starfish. Anyway, maybe a frog. Is a frog a fish? <laughs> it's an amphibious creature. So my, mine is frog and I'll see you in the reviews. <laughs> Thanks. Bye.